0: How's it going, man? It's going good, Steve. Awesome. So, uh, for those of you joining, uh, I am joined by Owen. Oh my gosh, I'm gonna I'm gonna try Enao. <laughs> That's actually good,
1: Owen Enao. That's actually good. Yes, awesome. So, <laughs>
0: Owen is the co-founder and CEO of Sweet Process, and today we're gonna talk about what it's like to. Um, just do documentation the right way. Uh, and, you know, there's there's a lot of documentation platforms out there, uh, and there's even ones that are specifically geared to MSPs. And it's nice when they've got, like, I don't know, you want to call it, like, a template or a whatever, so that way you know, okay, so I should probably keep track of usernames and passwords for these devices, but... Oh, this internet connection, I know I need to get the, um, the passcode because this company requires a passcode, like just all the little things, right? Um, so, so I just want to kind of dive right in and, and say documentation is hard and scary, especially because I think many people will, um, will think it has to be perfect before before it's like published, right? Yeah. So what are your thoughts on that?
1: So yes, documentation is hard, it's scary. And also it's one of the most important things that you have to have in place uh, because if you want to grow and scale the company, you know, especially like a lot of MSPs are being bought by these private equity companies now, right? So the more value you bring to the table is if you have, uh, procedures and processes in place for all the different things you do, so that if if, if you eventually want to sell, there's more value if you have those documentation. But the reality is, although this is important, it's also scary because people don't even know where to start. And then also, it becomes a thing that people put to the back burner and don't do it. It's it's really one of the most important things to do, but they put it on the back burner and it just keeps piling up and piling up, and you know, it's just getting worse. So today's call will be to try to. Peel back the layers of all that you know whole uh, complexity and scariness about it and try to give people kind of a point to start and a framework to use so they can actually start documenting procedures and not only start document documenting procedures but to work with your team to get it done so it doesn't have to be a, a only the owner of the company kind of thing or only the manager or the CEO but a collaborative everybody in the company. let's do it together kind of thing.
0: So, um, Steve, I cannot hear you for some reason. Yeah, that's because I hit that mute button and I forgot to unmute. <laughs> I do it almost every episode. It's okay. I was I was so, thinking
1: I did something. I was like, okay, give nope.
0: a straight face, but let's that's, keep going.
1: We'll go like That's this. how you know you're listening to the Rocket
0: MSP podcast because uh you don't you don't hear me as my lips are moving. So um what I was saying is that needs to be like that needs to be part of the company culture. Like not just not just existing employees need to get that down, but like anytime you hire somebody, they need to understand that like, if there's not a documentation somewhere that says how to do a thing, like it probably just needs to exist.
1: Yeah, it it needs to exist. And if people keep asking you questions, I just getting to listen to some kind of ideas of when you won't have this clue that you need to do this. For instance, you have a situation where People keep asking the same questions over and over again, and you find yourself answering the same questions. How do you do this? Uh, Well, maybe you need to have documentation in place. Or you're in a situation where you're trying to hire new people, but every time there's a period of hiring, you're scared because not only do you hire them, but now how do you get them onboarded so that they start delivering the results that you want them to deliver to your customers at the, 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 the level you want it? So that whole issue of onboarding is a nightmare. And then maybe somebody who's experienced in the company is about to leave and now you're worried because, okay, this knowledge is about to disappear. And if you don't have these things in place, then uh, it's gonna go with that person and you're scrambling to say, okay, how did that person do what they used to do? So these are all the signs of you you needing to uh, uh, have documentation in place. So where do you start? Is it okay if I talk about where do you start or, or did you have another question?
0: I, I actually was, was going to next to ask you, how do you, how do you begin? Because there's, you know, it's, you you start getting decision overload, right? Yes. You know, you look and there's this mountain of stuff that needs done. And rather than just pick on, pick up something and say, let's do this one. You just walk away.
1: Yes. And so the first thing to do is to, before you start documenting anything, you need to have a uh, evaluation of what you're currently doing right now, because I don't want you to take stuff that you feel you need to document that really you shouldn't and start documenting because we we want to first of all go through this process of let's evaluate everything we're doing. Let's take, you know, maybe a week or whatever. Look, Look at all the work that you guys are doing and then determine what is the stuff that is happening on a recurring basis, right? Because if this stuff is not happening on a recurring basis, then you don't really need to document it. It's like, it's a one-time project and that's done and probably never, never do it again. So we want to evaluate the things you're doing on a recurring basis. And then once you have all those kind of listed out, it's like the question is, should we really be doing this stuff? Because you have this situation where there's like this tribal knowledge of you've been doing this stuff in in, in a way it's always been done like that. But you have to ask yourself the critical question. Now and in, in today, do we need to see, keep doing this very task? And if the answer is no, even though it's recurring, then maybe you should just eliminate it altogether, so that you are left with stuff that are recurring and you really have to do. Now, when you're left with that, the next question is is to to answer is to say, okay, which of these tasks, although they are recurring, are revenue generating tasks, and then which are the other tasks that are left that maybe they're not, you know, directly revenue generating, but you know, they're kind of like. Production and required to be done for for you to deliver to of the promises that you've promised your, your your customers so a lot of people might want to just jump onto the revenue generating tasks like the sales and the marketing stuff so they can document how it's done because that seems like exciting because that will get you more customers but I say hold up on that first because obviously if you document those uh, tasks that are revenue generating the next thing you want to do is have employees. Or bring on more employees to take on those tasks. And now that means more customers coming in to a chaos here where you do your your ability to deliver and produce to the customer, there's already bottlenecks, right? So that's why I say focus on this other side first. Figure out what is the biggest bottleneck task that is recurring and yet is not uh, revenue generating so that you can then start with that and then move to the next bottleneck task. And then the next, and before you know it, you're freed of enough time to start working on those. Uh, revenue generating tasks to document them. So now that we know where we're going to start, because we know that the biggest bottleneck on this other side, uh, how do you uh, document the task? I would say, first of all, you need to install in your mind and in the minds of your managers and uh, and, um, ground level employees that this is going to be a continuous improvement thing where you are giving everybody permission to say, hey, we started from ground zero with this documentation and it's not gonna be perfect from day one, but the whole goal here is as we keep uh, uh, working and doing work, uh, we're gonna keep improving this document. So it goes from you know, version one to version two and so on and so forth. So that's the mindset that, that needs to be installed first of, first of all in everybody's mind. And now when is the best time to start documenting the task? I would say th- the next time you're about to actually work on the task is the best time to document the task because mm-hmm. as you're doing the work, you know, you can start. You know, remembering. Okay, how this is. This, these are the ten steps I need to take. Okay, let's go ahead and write the title of the procedure, right? And then people will think that oh, they need to document like an encyclopedia for each step. But I'll say the very first time you're documenting the task while you're doing the work, don't worry about the details of each step. Just work, write out the the title of each step, right? And I call this a minimum viable procedure where if you ha- in this example, where I'm talking about a 10 step task, you will have a procedure that just has the title of the procedure and the title of each of the 10 steps, no details filled in. Now, the question is how do you then get the details filled in? Now, this is where your, your managers who you have trained on the task verbally before Come into it or ground level employees who have been trained on the task come into it so that the next time when they are working on the task as well, they need to have that procedure right there in front of them so that they take a minute or whatever just to put in some detail, some text into each of the steps and it could even be a screenshot or you know a quick recording of their screen as they do a very quick step. And, and that goes into each of the steps, right? So from then, you've gone from something that is the outline to something that has some details filled in, right? But not the most details. So every time they start working on the task again, everybody has to look at that document, the the, the the that version of the document that has been enhanced slightly, go through it as they're working on the task. And if there's something they come across that you know wasn't accounted for, now it's an opportunity for that uh, particular step to be improved upon right and then everybody now starts working on on, on um, pushing the feedback back to the manager who was probably in charge of this document he takes that feedback goes ahead to improve the document so I've showed you you know identify a way to start how to start working on building out the details and then now the next thing is you've determined okay I've I've had you know some information in this very first procedure what is the next bottleneck task that we should start documenting it's the same loop you do the same thing eventually you get to the point where all the different uh, bottleneck tasks that are probably not income generating or are responsible for producing what your clients need have been documented. Now you have some free time to start looking at okay, sales, let me document how sales work, let me document how marketing works. the things that actually drive in more customers because now you've, you've, you've figured out, uh, you've handled all the documentation on the, on, on the production side of things. You can now start doing the documentation on the uh, um, income generating side of things, knowing that you are documenting that you are able to bring in more customer uh, bring in more employees to take over and follow those instructions you have in place uh, and uh, they can get work done and you don't have the issue of the bottlenecks happening because you've already documented that since we we started with that
0: so <clears throat> that's that's a really great process for a company that has uh, you know, managers and multiple employees. But what about for a company that, you know, maybe they're just really small and it's just one guy?
1: If it's just one guy, but I'm assuming that same one guy is not doing all the work. He probably has maybe uh, outsource help that he has or contractors that he he has to to actually do work for him, right? Or is he doing everything himself? Is the...
0: It's literally just one guy, he's the owner, he's the technician, he's sales, he's everything.
1: Great, so if that's the case, he can also still document the task. He just has to make sure that every time he's about to work on a task, he just goes through that process. From the very first time he does the minimum viable version of it, and then the next time he's working on a task, he just comes to himself to do it. Oh, let me just enter the details for the first two steps, right? The next time he's working on the task again, Let me commit myself to working the details on the next, you know, uh, uh, three and fourth step. And he just follows that stuff. Because remember, these tasks are recurring, right? And so every time he's about to work on the task, that's a trigger for him to go back into that same procedure and work on it. But yes, another cheat code in the sense that if it's something where he's so busy because he's doing all the work and he doesn't have time and there's nobody else working with him in the company, there are people called process consultants that he can actually Mm -hmm. hire and they could come in and and try to help him evaluate all the stuff that he's currently doing. And the way they would most likely do it is to have a conversation with him on each task as maybe when he's working on it, or he just outlines all the tasks he's working on. And then they have a conversation with him on how do you do that? And they could take the recordings of those sessions that they've had with him and take that to go and use as a means to create their own uh, outlines of the Procedures from which he can build upon or they can improve upon, but that's like if he doesn't have the time to do it there there are resources like that. people literally that's their job
0: so you you mentioned there are resources for um, process consultants, right? but that's assuming that's assuming that this one guy has you know the resources to let's be honest a for that right? Mm -hmm. Typically MSPs that are just one guy, uh, or, or gal, but typically a a one person MSP is, is only one person because they can't yet afford to hire somebody. Um, sometimes it's because that they just don't want to grow and they're doing pretty well for themselves. But I would, I would say most of the time, um, this, this MSP they have aspirations of growth and you know, they've got dreams, they've got desires, they want, they want minions, right? They want people to, to service the customers. They want somebody else to do the sales cause they hate it. And, and they want to start focusing on business process and, uh, business development, bigger picture, right? Working
1: on the business so, and not in the businesses
0: essentially, right? I- exactly. So for the person that wants that, but they're not yet ready to hire people. I, I would like to think documentation is still going to be incredibly vital to the success of their growth, because as they bring on that first employee, um, you know, there's a huge investment with onboarding a new employee. And I'm not talking about the paperwork and the 401k and the insurance. I'm talking about making sure they know how to do things the way that you want them done. Mm -hmm. Whether they're, you know, an expert that's been doing this for 30 years or right out of college, you need to make sure that they're going to handle things for your clients the way that you expect them to be done. And that's where this documentation becomes so crucial.
1: Yeah. And without this documentation, he wouldn't be able to hire on new people,
0: right? And even if- even Well, he would. He, he would just hire people and he would set them up to fail.
1: Well, yes, technically that's what's going to happen. But the reality is that if he doesn't have his documentation in place, right, When he brings on these people, this is somebody who's already wearing multiple hats, doesn't have enough time. And this person he just hires is expecting that when they come in, there's going to be some form of onboarding and some form of training or passing of knowledge. But again, this person is so, so, uh, you know, overwhelmed with so much work that they are doing as the one person thing. So if they hire that person without some form of documentation in place, that onboarding is not going to work properly. Most likely it wouldn't even have enough time to train that person properly. And then that person is being paid to basically sit on their hands and that's not money they even have in the first place. So that's why I said mm-hmm. it's, it's, it's it's not a very good experience hiring. And most likely that would uh, that hire wouldn't last. right? So that's why they need to invest that time while they're doing the work. It, it doesn't have to be too much time. As soon as they're doing the work just start documenting what they can document and remember the goal is not to be perfect the goal is just to have something in place so that when people start coming in and taking over from what uh this task from the owner they can run into situations where maybe there's a specific step that wasn't clear but step one two and three were, were clear now that employee that managed that uh, owner of the business is notified by the employee say hey I know this step one and two is clear but this step three is not clear. So that's an opportunity or a trigger for that uh, owner of the company to come back to that very step and just focus his energy at that very point to improve that step. And that's why I said this is a continuous improvement thing. It's not meant to be perfect overnight. The opportunity mm-hmm. comes when someone finds something not clear, he now goes back in and clarifies and improves upon it so that uh, they, are, they are able to get past that very uh, issue they're having with that very step in the documentation. And over time, these documents become a thing where uh, there's more data, in, there's more information in there. And because this is whole thing is for them to do work, they have to have documents in place. It becomes a thing that becomes part of the culture of, of the employees, where even when they have a question, the first thing is, have you checked the, the procedures that we have in place? And over time, they get to know that, okay, before I even go ask my boss anything, I need to go and look at our, our document repository and make sure that the answers are there. And if the answers are not there, then I, that's that's another trigger to say, okay, uh, let's go and build this new documentation because for some reason we you know we didn't we didn't we didn't encounter the fact that we needed to document this very task.
0: Yeah, and I I just wanna kind of almost wrap up by saying documentation is alive. Okay, so once you complete a document. It's not like, okay, I'm going to put this on the shelf to collect dust. Like you need to nurture that document the same way you need to nurture clients and employees and children, because processes change, you know, look at how many update emails you get from Microsoft 365 about features, changing updates, downgrades, upgrades, everything. Uh, they, you know, sunsetting yet another application. Uh, NCE, they, you know, so, so all of this stuff changes and I'm not going to say constantly, but it could be frequently or occasionally. So it's really important that even if you've got this process memorized, that you open up the documentation and you kind of work through the documentation. And if you're like, well, this is missing a step. That's an opportunity for you to fix that. So,
1: so even imagine the, the, I know you're trying to wrap up, but I want to drive one more point for, for, for the need for documentation. In addition to all I've said is that if you don't have this document in, in place, and let's say you do a task that maybe you do maybe once every three months. Now you don't have the documents in place. You're very busy. You have so many things to do. You're the one man shop, right? You're one man, everything in the MSP. At the point where you need to do this task, because it's critical, you're going to have to start spending time to remember how the task is done because you don't have any documents in place versus someone who has documents in place he doesn't have to spend any minute of time remembering how to do the work the documents are right there He just starts going through the steps and what this ha- ha- allows is that it allows him to get work done faster more productive but because he's jumping right into the work because the instructions are there he is now able to have this uh ability to uh, be creative because when he is doing the work with the instructions right there he might have this aha moment and think, okay, this very step doesn't need to be this way. He gets the insight that he can use to improve upon the documentation mm-hmm. versus the other one who didn't have anything and is spending so much time trying to remember how it's done and waste all that time before he starts doing something. And then there is no innovation because you know there's nothing to improve upon. He's trying to remember the old way of doing things.
0: And that's, and that's a really great point. I wanna say that, um, You know, when I speak on leadership from time to time, I always say you, your brain, think of it like, um, you know, it's, it's only got so much power. There's only so much gas in the, in the tank, right? Yep. So anytime you have to, to think and make decisions and try and remember, uh, is it this order or do I do it in that order? Um, you're, you're utilizing resources Brain cycles. up here, right? <laughs> you know, so, so that's why it's so important to have, you know, have decisions pre-made and you can do that in this case by having documentation. Yeah. So I, I want to do something new today. Uh, it's a new segment called too long, didn't listen. So I want to basically take everything that we just talked about. And I want to wrap it up into a, a few bullet points and Owen, I'm gonna, I'm gonna try and wrap it up and I need you to tell me if I missed something important. Okay. I like this. So, so, uh, item number one, uh, if you don't have anything documented, start by just creating a, a blank document title of the, of the procedure and just give us bullet points of like titles of what needs done. We don't need specific steps. We don't, or, you know, we don't need specific instructions. We don't need pictures. We don't need, you know, the, the date that it was last modified and the revision number. And we don't need any of that. Okay. We just need like the, the basic steps that way anybody else could look at this, that at least knows how to do it and be like, oh, okay, this is the order he wants it done in. So that's step one. Step two is the next time you, uh, you go to do this same thing, uh, you open up that document and this time you just add a little more information, whether it's expanding upon some steps with, uh, text or screenshots, whatever, right? And every time you go to do this process, you should be opening up this document To make some revisions, updates, corrections, improvements. Yep. Item number three is, um, if you have a team of people, you should consider having it to where maybe all of the technicians are responsible for one piece and maybe it's just creating the bones, the step one part, right? And then maybe management is responsible for filling in the details and the pictures, uh, revision, all that stuff. Yep. Whether you have a team or not, documentation is going to make or break the success and future of your business, whether it's hiring somebody and making sure they know how to do their job. Or you're ready to sell and you want to make sure whoever's taking over can continue servicing the clients. All good. Excellent. And then finally, the more you have documented, the less brain power you have to use while you do your daily work. So that way you can focus on being uh, creative or just making more important decisions than which step do I do next? Correct. Awesome. Well, Owen, thanks so much for doing this, man. Uh, I'm, I know that you're from Sweet Process. Can you, can you tell us a little bit about Sweet Process?
1: Great. I'm glad you mentioned. So Sweet Process is a software that we build that makes it easy for managers, you know, the the owner of the company, and even employees on the ground to all collaborate together using all the strategies we just talked about to, you know, document procedures and improve upon them. And then we also realized that a lot of the insight that comes from, uh you know, the improvement of the documents comes not when you're documenting it, but when you're actually doing the work. So sweet process, not only do you document how work is done, it allows you to assign tasks to your employees based on the documents that you've documented so that employees can never say, I don't know how to do the work because in order for you to assign the task to somebody, there must be an underlying procedure or process. So they see the instructions right there as they're doing it. And so this is where the additional insight comes from is as they're doing the work, they come across something that is is new or they didn't think about. They can pass that feedback as they're doing the task back to the, employer, to the manager or the owner of the company. They can take that to in real time, you know, improve the underlying document and that underlying document gets improved in real time and that affects the, the task. So it's all married together. That's what Sweet Process does. It allows that whole uh, thing to happen. But is it okay at this point for me to offer the uh, listeners the free gift? Okay. So Please. I know that I mentioned how to, you know, document, but sometimes people want to have something handy as a starting point, right? To To see something, right? So we have about 52 standard operating procedure templates that is available to you. And to download it, it's free. All you got to do is go to sweetprocess.com forward slash rocket MSP. So that's sweet like candy, process like process, uh, uh, com forward slash rocket MSP. Again, sweetprocess.com forward slash rocket MSP. And you'll be able to download the uh, the, the SOP templates.
0: Great. Thank you so much for doing that, Owen. I really appreciate it. I appreciate your insights uh, today. This has been really helpful.
1: Thanks, Steve, for having me on the show.
0: Absolutely. My pleasure.